Empowerment in business can be a formidable force. But when you're feeling stuck in your career or your business, empowerment can feel out of reach. What can you do about it? Stay tuned and hear how Leah Woodford, author of Lead, Share, Empower, can help you. This is Business Confidential Now with Hannah Hassel-Kelchner, giving you the inside scoop on how to ignite more business success by doing the right things in the right way. Brought to you by Business MO, LLC. Leah Woodford helps you think bigger and bolder about your business and your career. She is the Chief Executive Officer and founder of SmartFem Media Group, a full-service digital marketing and advertising company. She's had an amazing career. She has extensive experience as a business consultant, an entrepreneur, as well as a publicist, columnist, and radio and TV personality. And as if that weren't enough, somewhere along the way, she decided that the only way she could make a difference and empower women was to create her own magazine that bridges the online community with the local community. So she created Smart Femme Magazine. And because she's passionate about working with young professionals, Leah makes sure that Smart Firm Magazine helps create opportunities for interns and graduates from ASU's Walter Cronkite School. How wonderful is that? Now, besides being a media expert, Leah is also a top speaker. Leah motivates her audience in the same manner she motivates her team. She encourages you to find your voice, and she shares her ups and downs as well as her career successes and failures to give your audience a fresh perspective on marketing, leadership, innovation, and customer service. It's all about empowering you to be more and do more. And actually, her most recent book, Lead, Share, Empower, My Strategies in Life and Business, puts empowerment center stage. So what a delight. Let's bring her out now and have her join us today. Welcome to Business Confidential Now, Leah. Thank you, Hannah. Pleasure to be here. It's wonderful to have you. I'm so excited to talk about empowerment in business. What does empowerment in business mean to you, Leah? You know, Hannah, I it's always been important to me, but right now I feel with everything that's going on in the world today, I think it's really important. And um, I tend to specialize in women because I feel that women, well, we still have, don't have a seat at the table oftentimes. So Smart Femme was created to inspire, educate, and empower women to take that take their voice and their seats to the C-suite and to actually to lead and lead, share, and empower. Excellent, excellent. That's a terrific message which a lot of people could benefit from. So tell me, how does that all tie into strategies in business and life? Let's talk about your book, Lead, Share, Empower, My Strategies in Life and Business. Why is empowerment so critical? Well, um, that book was very cathartic for me. Um, my world blew up in 2011, and it was my strategies um, that I used to that I figured out and kind of found my way back. But I think that's the way it is for most people: childhood through life unscathed. And I, I personally, I personally believe, and it has been for me, that it's our failures that really propel us forward. So fail fast, fail quick, and learn what you need to and move on. Well, some people fail and then just kind of crawl under a rock and stay there, kind of afraid to stick their necks out. 
what advice do you have for them? You know, uh, my dad told me a long time ago that um, indecision will kill you faster than a bad decision. If you make a bad decision, you can you can correct your decision and move forward. And I believe that's the biggest problem a lot of people have is they never make the decision to do anything. And that's one of the chapters in my book. It's it's about getting off the getting off the fence and making decision and moving forward. Even if you fail, you can correct and keep going. So some people just stay stuck. Well, then this book is for them because there's been moments in my life where I got stuck. I mean, I didn't crawl out of the hole, um, you know, in a month or two. It, it's, a, it's a process, but you have, to, you have to be willing to go through the process. You have to be willing to take a couple of steps. I mean, it's, it's easy, but it's not simple. Or it's simple, but it's not easy. Strike that, reverse that. Um, my strategies are very simple, but they require action. Okay. And well, could you share with us a little bit about 2011 and and what happened and how you started to take, you know, like the, what were the first steps that you started to take in order to turn things around? Well, um, it started off in 2010. My then husband had a motorcycle accident, which um, resulted in 16 months of rehab. It was a head injury. And so it was 16 months of four different types of rehab. So I had to put my business on hold. Um, and then right after um, 10 neurosci um, neurosurgeons signed off on him and we got him to working again, I was diagnosed with a rare form of skin cancer and they took the right side of my face off. And you have to remember, I was in the media and I was a speaker. So my image was basically my work. And then um, shortly after that, about three months later, he filed for divorce. So I hadn't been working for years, for, for over two years, because I was taking care of him. Then I was diagnosed. Then I didn't have a face. But my the way that I worked was in the media. So I didn't have a face. And it was a really dark, scary time for me. I was 49 years old. My career had been in front of the camera. I didn't have a face. And I had only been married to my husband eight years. I'd been self-supporting. And I didn't have an income. And when I divorced, I, I didn't get alimony. I didn't get child support. My kids were grown, and we didn't have any children together. So it was a really dark time for me. So how and did you I bounce just, back? I mean, you know, <laughs> I, can, I, can, I can't imagine what you must have been going through because, you know, your, your picture here on the website is you look beautiful. You know, you're, well, you're gorgeous. So you bounced back, clearly. And the hit to your self-esteem, to your self-confidence, I can't imagine what that must have felt like. But how did you just decide to turn that around? What were the first steps that you took? Being frank with you, I was 49 years old, and I had amazing surgeons, but it took three, it took multiple surgeries to put me back together. It didn't happen overnight. And um, in 2009, my daughter was a freshman at NAU, and she had called me and asked me to create SmartFem. I was a dating relationship correspondent and, and um, columnist, and she was in her dorm, 
and happened to hear or actually see me on television and then just kind of called me and said, Mom, you have to stop. You have to create something that's going to educate, empower, and inspire women because I'm married to the education that you're providing for me, but most of the girls here have no idea what they want to do, but they can describe every single second of their wedding day. So she was really frustrated um, and was embarrassed of me. And I started looking at everything from her viewpoint and she was right. I mean, when I was raising her, I didn't do anything in the media, even though that's, you know, my education, I was in sales. I was a single mom and uh, my daycare was more than my car payment and mortgage. So, you know, I was in sales for a long time, sales and marketing. And that's what she knew. So this was really incongruent to the way I raised her. And she just said, you know, you you really need to educate women, inspire them, and use your contacts to propel them because there's nothing out there that does that. You know, they want, they still are pushing cookie recipes and hair and makeup tips, and women need more substance. So that is what she told me, and I um, called my business partner because we had to put Smart Femme on hold um, in 2010 because of my husband's accident. So needless to say, after the accident and everything, I called my business partner who was living in Long Island, Paul, and I told him what happened, and he flew me out to Long Island, and he said, you know, you made a promise to um, create Smart Femme and to your daughter, and we're going to do that. And bless his heart, he covered up all the mirrors, and we put our heads down, and we just worked on it. He'd been working on it this time, but he put it on hold. He was creating the infrastructure for the online magazine, and we made it happen. But I don't think I could have done it without him. So I he think, helped you uh, move that forward. He did. He did. I think the biggest thing for me was focusing on something other than myself and realizing that um, the mission was even was bigger than I am. It's bigger than what I had originally thought it was going to be. Because really, the goal for me is to see the glass ceiling gone in my lifetime. Smart Femme is not my magazine. This is a platform to give women a voice, and that's the way I view it. And right now, I think with everything that's going on, I think it's more crucial than ever. Everything that our mothers and grandmothers have done to propel us forward, it's, it's on the line right now. And we have to be vigilant and we have to help each other. You know, women are, I don't think it's necessarily men that hold us back. I think we hold each other back and I think we hold ourselves back. But we also have to send that ladder back down to the next woman coming up. And we have not done a good job of that. That's very true. I, I know that in my experience, and, and that's after 35 years of practicing law. So I tend to agree with you. It's sad that it is that way, but and I've, I've seen that happen over and over again about being able to not just reach up, but to reach down and help people uh, come along. But what's interesting, I think, from the example that you shared and this time in your life that was just a real crossroads is that you reached out to that person in Long Island. You asked for some help. And I think sometimes we hold ourselves back by not asking. Well, I don't think it was really asking for help. I was at a desperate point in my life. I had a Glock 23 loaded in my closet, and I just was in tears. I, did, I was terrified because I didn't know what I was going to do. I didn't know what my next move was. By this time, years had passed. Um, 
three of the four magazines I wrote for went out of business. Um, the layoffs at the TV stations were massive, and I didn't have a face. So it was a really scary time. And for a woman, I, this was a really big lesson for me. I had always been very independent. And then I got married, and he had a great career. And although I had a career, it was really easy. It wasn't anything I had to – it wasn't stressful like the last career. So I really loved it because it was really easy. I wrote, and I did TV segments. But it wasn't the stressful, you know, everything – on me like it had been in the past. And I think I got way too comfortable for that, with that. And when my world blew up, I didn't have a place to go. And that was the first time in my life that ever happened. And I was 49 years old and a lot of things have changed. I mean, there's age discrimination. Um, I'd been out of the workplace uh, for a significant number of years. So I've been self-employed for years, so it it was a, a number of different things. But when you have all those things stacked up against you and your back's up against the wall, there's a lot of power there. You have a choice. You can move forward and use that to propel you, or you can, you know, I could have used that Glock 23. Well, um, I'm glad you didn't. I'm glad you kept it in the closet. <laughs> I did keep it in the closet. But really, um, it, was, it was a really dark time. And to say that it wasn't, I would be lying to you. I mean, my face, my face was gone. I had a defect in my face the size of a softball. And it took, it took a couple of years to put me back together and several reconstructions. So um, I don't mind that wrinkle anymore. <laughs> I'm just happy to have a face. And I will say that um, I didn't have a surgeon. I had 12 surgeons working on me, and they were phenomenal, and they did a great job. But it, it, I, do, I do have scars. They did a great job, but it's, it's my reminder. It keeps me real every time I look in the mirror. It's just, it's, you know, this is nothing. Um, it's what's inside and what you do with what you have to propel women forward. And that's really my mission. Well, that's a terrific mission. And, and based on your story and this dark time, what lesson would you like the young women to draw from this? You know, I think the biggest thing, and I myself am guilty of this, but when I talk to my girlfriends and even, even my staff, Tough times don't last. Tough people do. Bad things happen to everybody, but you you can't let it derail you completely. You just have to, it's, it's a process. You have to get through it and know that it won't last forever. And you just have to keep, you know, keep getting out of bed every morning and putting one foot in front of the other and just knowing. I think a positive attitude is everything. So I also believe that, Staying educated is really important. I went back to film school in 2014. I think that education is power. And so the more informed and the more skill sets you have, the better you are to tackle anything that comes at you. That's a great message. That is a great message. So you basically propelled yourself forward. And that takes a lot of stamina. It takes courage to be resilient uh, to come back from an adversity. And like you said, everybody's had a problem. And some problems are bigger than others. And it's how we handle them. 
But when you're in a leadership position in an organization, whether you're heading a department, a team, or you're running your own business, I mean, you've, you've run your, your own business, mm-hmm. how do you empower your team? You know, I really love what I do. And I think the biggest problem people have right now, you hear, follow your passion, follow your passion. And while I agree with that to a point, once your passion becomes your job, then it becomes a J-O-B. So for me, what keeps me moving forward and inspiring my kids, I'll call them kids because I have a lot of millennials that work for me, but it's the why. Lauren, is, Lauren, my daughter, is my why. I made a promise to her, and I want things to be better for her. And there's aspects that I hate about Smart Them. I, I love what I do. I love the mission. But, you know, the accounting stuff and the bookkeeping, I hate that stuff. Fortunately, I, you know, we're big enough now that I have a staff that does that. But there's always going to be aspects of whatever you do that you're not going to like. So I think your why you know, what inspires you to do it has to be really compelling because that's going to get you through the tough time. One of the things that I really love with what I do is I get to be a fairy godmother. I work with these amazing interns from ASU Walter Cronkite. I've been with them for years, so they send me the best of the best. They know that I pay them really well, and then I train them And they go off into dream careers. Our very first one, Katie Grimmer, God bless her, I love her. She came to us, and she did a great job. I wrote a letter of recommendation. She went to NYU for her master's. I wrote a second letter, and she went to town and country. Um, Our most recent was Stacia. Stacia comes to us, I only want to write about fashion. It's just like, well, Stacia, we're a postmodern feminist magazine. So you're going to have to learn a little bit about feminism. And she loved it so much, she ended up changing her thesis. And then she ended up going to New York as assistant editor for Red Book based on her feminist writings for Smartphone. And we have another one that went to the Chicago Tribune. So I love that I give these girls real-world experience. Actually, I should say men, too, because we actually have a couple of guys that work for us too. I think the millennials are brilliant. They're looking at things at a completely different perspective and that's okay. Sometimes I think they're smarter than we are. And we, you know, I train them in the social skills and I give them real world experience and help them create the lives they want so they can move forward. And that's what I love about what I do with Smart Fem is surrounding myself with millennials too. I think it keeps you younger. <laughs> You know, uh, when I went back to film school, I was the oldest and slowest person in the class. But when I went back to school, now I shoot commercials, I shoot video, and it's opened a lot of doors and several new revenue streams for us. But I also get to work with um, the broadcast kids from Walter Cronkite now as well. So it's not just the journalists. Now I get to work with the broadcast kids. So When you, again, it goes back to keeping your skill set sharp and learning new things so that not only does it increase your revenue streams, but it also um, increases the skill set for your staff as well. Well, those are some great 
messages here. I mean, in terms of continuing education, opening up revenue streams, the fact that you're helping these young folks become more successful by giving them meaningful responsibility that turns into resume building opportunities that they can then leverage into other aspects of their career, the next step of their, their careers. So I really commend you for that. I am really I'm very impressed with that. That's terrific. That is terrific. So tell me, what inspired you to write your book, Lead, Share, Empower, My Strategies in Life and Business? You have all this other stuff going on. You're not busy enough, Leah? Oh, well, my speaker coach just said, you know, you need to get back out on the circuit and you need a book. And it's just like, oh, my God, I write columns all the time. I'm not really prepared to write a book. And he just really stayed on me about writing it, and I found an editor that I just absolutely loved working with, and I didn't realize how cathartic this book was going to be for me. My sister, who was a year and a half younger than me, and my mom both died last year before the book came out. So it allowed me to move through everything from childhood trauma to everything else, but it was very cathartic for me. I was really angry, you know, with my ex-husband who had... I had gone through all this with him and then, you know, then ha to have to go through the, the divorce and everything and the trauma of that. But this book actually freed me because I realized it really wasn't about me. He did everything he could to come back and there was just nothing left for me. And once, I don't think I would have saw that if I hadn't written the book, you know, once you put things on paper and you start to read, it, it's like, Oh my God, <laughs> you know, you have to go back. I don't know, even know how many times I re rewrote this book. But after you put it on paper and the anger is gone and all the emotions gone, then you're looking at it. It's, it's giving you a fresh perspective because you've channeled it out of your body, for, for lack of a better word. And you're not holding all that anger, that negative emotion anymore. And it was very freeing for me. Yeah, I can see that. It sets you free. So who is this book for, ideally? What would be the ideal reader for this? You know, I think the book is really a great fit for any kind of entrepreneur or anybody wanting to move up the corporate ladder, but I think it's really great for people that are in transition or if they're just stuck. You know, we all get stuck sometimes. Well, in, the, in this fluid environment, it seems like everybody's constantly in transition. You know, the, the media in particular, and you know this better than anyone, uh, is, is just constantly assaulting you with information. And, it's, you know, you need to sort out what's real news from fake news, from important tips versus the fluff that's, that's out there a lot of times. So um, we're constantly in transition. I, I think that we are. But I think, all, you know, the, the way we deliver has changed, but I think authenticity, it's my hope that it doesn't go away. And, you know, that's really what this book is about, is finding out what your core is, uh, what your authenticity is, and what, what your why is, and really kind of getting through the muck and pulling yourself up by the bootstraps and moving forward. Well, that is an important message that just can't be repeated enough. So I thank you for writing the book. The book, again, is called Lead, Share, Empower, My Strategies in Life and Business. And, of course, we're going to have a link to it on businessconfidentialradio.com on the website, your episode page on businessconfidentialradio.com. Make it easy for our listeners to 
access that. Leah, I am Thank curious. You. Oh, no, my pleasure. Thank you. I am so curious with, you know, you've got such a diverse background. You've been resilient in the, the face of some real serious adversity that would have a, a lot of people running for the hills and going homeless and staying unemployed. I mean, it just, it, it's really, it's an amazing story. It's an incredible story. It's an empowering story that it can be done. And you're a great role model for showing that it can. But surely there have been some people or events or other things that have inspired you and fueled your vision along the way. Is there one influencer that you could share with us in the few minutes that we have left? Yes, there is. Um, as a matter of fact, um, we met on social media. His name is Jeffrey Hazlett. He is the former CMO of Kodak. Um, interestingly enough, he actually went, um, he represented Kodak and was on the Celebrity Apprentice, but um, he's been with Bloomberg and he has C-Suite TV. And I was really struggling to get SmartBend TV off the ground here locally, even though I, you know, have all the connections and I've been in the media here in Arizona. I couldn't get any, I, I couldn't get it off the ground. So I reached out to him. Uh, on Facebook, we became friends, and uh, a couple of different things happened. First of all, I had just started my personal Twitter following. I had seven Twitter followers. Um, and then he said, you know, my buddy Damon John's got a new book out. Why don't you go co cover his um, book signing? And I did, and, you know, Jeffrey's so gracious. You know, he he texted, and so I got to do that interview. But within two and a half weeks, my Twitter following went from seven followers to 22,000. Wow. And so I thought, okay, <laughs> he has my attention. And then after that, I just, I kind of pitched to him and showed him some of the stuff that we did with SmartFem TV and our show got picked up. Our show is now being uh, shown in all the major airports and the luxury hotels uh, around the world. And I think it's even going to start going into doctor's offices. I just got that. Um, um, it's part of what they call OTT, um, another media variation, which stands for over the top, but um, like all the concourses, all the restaurants, all the bars, every TV screen in the major airports is going to be carrying smartphone TV. And I'm just, I'm just so grateful because he gave me a shot when, you know, my hometown wouldn't. So I'm very grateful to him. He's opened a lot of doors for me and a lot of other people, too. What a wonderful story. And and so in keeping with your own mission of helping people think bigger and bolder about their business. Uh, it, interestingly enough, he has a book called Think Big, Act Bigger. <laughs> there you go. And I, did, I didn't even know that. Now I listen. That's my Monday motivation when I need to have my butt kicked. I listen to him. <laughs> all good well Leah you have just been delightful it's been a real pleasure speaking with you you're a remarkable woman and a terrific role model and I think that what you're doing with Smart Femme is fantastic so keep up the good work and thank you so much for sharing your experiences and insights with Business Confidential now well Hannah thank you for for the interview, but for helping women everywhere and other businesses, not just women, the men ambassadors who help us. But thank you. It's been my pleasure. 
Thank you for joining me today. You can get more information about today's guest and the show notes on our website, businessconfidentialradio.com. And connect with me on social media. I'd love to hear from you and stay in touch. Next week, Business Confidential Now with Hannah Hazel Kelchner will be back with more business information and inside scoop you need to succeed in your business. Till then. <laughs>